The Art Show, designed to inspire you to live a more creative life and think in a more creative way. I'm Nick. And I'm Nigel. Do you know what I really want to know, Nigel? What's that? Who's coming up on today's show? Well, on today's show, Nick, we'll be speaking with Tessa Yates, an author, illustrator and founder of the Happy Book Company, based in Bath. Tell us more, Nigel. I can see there's more written on your notes. Oh, go on then. Tessa makes children's books about choosing happiness, no matter what happens. The characters learn about the power of human connection, perseverance, pride, trust and self-love. All vital ingredients in the recipe for true happiness. Wouldn't you agree, Nick? I sure do. I've had a really interesting path in life that has not brought me directly to making books. And... Um, so I used to be a teacher in school, I taught in high school, and before that I was an accountant, <laughs> and so I didn't love the accountancy, loved the teaching a bit more, but I just felt a bit creatively undernourished. I actually was really unhappy, it was at a time when I'd lost my dad and didn't really know how to feel about it, and I wanted to do something that was a bit more just felt a bit more me. I like, really wanted to do something that made me excited to get up in the morning. And I was actually in a workshop, there was a happiness workshop, and the guy running the workshop said, what did you like doing when you were a kid? And I grew up in the middle of nowhere, so I loved making comics and little scrapbooks and um, anything to do with making a paper thing, which had drawing and words on it, basically. And he, this teacher said, well, why don't you make children's books? And it was that light bulb moment. Yes, that is exactly what I want to do. And before the thoughts of, well, you don't know how to do that came in, it was that fire was lit. So I came home and just started drawing and started calling myself the happy book company. You know, when it's just me mm. and my dog sitting at home <laughs> drawing. But it gives that sense of legitimacy I guess which uh -huh. sometimes people need I think when they're doing a creative activity because otherwise you can just be making a thing you're like why am I making this thing on your website you state that uh, because of your work you get to spend all day keeping your inner five-year-old very happy and learning new ways to tell your stories and I'm really interested in kind of finding out more about this inner five-year-old and what your thoughts are about accessing your kind of inner child what does all that mean for you my inner child is the most playful, fun, full of life, happy version of myself. You know, when you're five and you just believe you can do anything. Uh -huh. yeah. I remember sitting in my reception class on the first day of school thinking, I've got this. Like, I'm just, I can, I can go to the moon, I can be the prime minister, and anything is possible. And then over time you forget that and you move away from it and you get all these thoughts that tell you that you can't do things. So it's just getting back to that, that fearless little tyke that's unstoppable. I kind of feel we're told not to do that. And you alluded to that, that you kind of pass through life and in some ways accessing your inner child is sometimes seen as bad. And I don't understand why, personally. Um, you know, you talked about being an accountant and then moving into teaching. Was there any space in those roles to, to work with your inner child or anything like that? Accountancy? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Like, you know, sitting at a spreadsheet all day. <laughs> Teaching a lot more. And the more actually I could play and have fun and use humour, the better my day would go. Like, I was working with teenagers and they were tuned into that still. Yeah, it's really about just letting go. So now when I want to tap into my inner child, I'll be 
drawing and really not worrying about whether I'm making something that's good and just letting go and having fun and putting different materials together like felt tip and paint and then maybe cutting it up and doing a collage with it and not thinking I'm not doing it for anyone else it's all for me is that how you said earlier on that you that when um that guy said you should be a, you should make books and you had that fire lit is that what now keeps that fire going and keeps you staying creative oh good question or is it not so what is it yeah, <laughs> yeah how, do, how does that light stay stay alive i think maybe there's this false belief that every creative person skips to their desk in the morning every day feeling inspired and ready <laughs> yeah. to go i've got an idea yeah. <laughs> and then you just really execute the idea yeah. and it comes out exactly as you expected it to and I think the best thing that helps me get into that mindset is not thinking. So you kind of have to trick yourself a bit. Mm. Like, but how do you do uh, that? How does that work? Yeah. How do you not think? <laughs> Put a timer on. <laughs> yeah. So then you literally don't have time to think. That actually is a really good way. Um, and having to do something quickly so you don't have any time to faff with it. Um, but to answer your question before of like how I keep that fire lit, I think is making new things all the time and still finishing things but allowing myself to explore and play with new stuff which is actually why I'm really glad that you invited me on the show because I'm at this bit of a transition point where I've been working on a couple of projects for a while and I'm like oh I just want to do something different for a bit <laughs> and so I'm getting some of those old things out into the world so I can move on to some new fun playful inner child stuff yeah i think my inner child is is screaming to get out right now <laughs> and do you, do you think that's a lot of um is what i've noticed like when i'm most creative is when i'm taking the most risk and i'm going i'm going to try try this new thing it may may turn out rubbish and but i'm happy to take that risk because i'll learn something I, I trust that i'll learn something along the way is that very similar for yourself absolutely yeah. i had a really good course a couple of weeks ago at the cambridge school of art where they had this picture book school and it's just legendary like everybody makes art in their own way and you're very much encouraged to follow your nose and take big risks and they gave us a week to make a book and so by day 4 of 5 <laughs> I had a story and I just about figured out the story and it's like, right, got to get this on paper now. And I just had so little time to be able to create 12 pages worth of pictures. I had to do something I had never done before to literally have something to stand up in front of everybody and show. So I was there cutting out things from my sketchbook and sticking them all on and making this collage book. And I'd never done a collage book before. And it was awesome it was so good and the whole time I'm thinking this could be disastrous and <laughs> I could be standing there tomorrow not being able to show anything that conveys the story but yeah it was really really great and if it hadn't worked out yeah at least you tried yeah is that where you're moving now so the workshop that you did you just talked about kind of uh, renewal I suppose in a way and what does that mean like where are you heading towards now then I literally am going back to that school for <laughs> oh, wow. more of this <laughs> yeah. and yeah to I really like how you said about taking risks I think you can get into a really comfortable place where you're making pictures and they are nice pictures and they're pretty to look at but 
there's something about being able to make artwork that really means something and really conveys a lot more than just the first look. So I think where I'm taking things is have more pictures that express a lot more. And so maybe they don't look as nice, but maybe they've got a lot more life in them and a lot more feeling. So I think that is going to take some risk taking and experimentation. And is that message for you or for the viewer as well? So with this work that you're going to be moving towards, you said it might not look as nice, but will the viewer get the meaning? Is it more abstract? What is this new form? Um, I like that you ask who it's for in a way, because I find that if I try and make a book for someone else or make a picture for someone else, it is rubbish. (laughs) And I am trying to please almost like the headmistress in my head that is boring and straight-laced and really conservative and if I try and please myself then I make really cool stuff and have fun and, and and then I'm sharing a piece of me as well which I think then people can actually connect with because we're all a lot more similar than we think. Absolutely. Um, I had a question that I was curious about, which was, what is the hardest thing about the process of making children's books for you? Um, there's probably something about being alone, and it's both wonderful and challenging at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, I love people, and I love uh, sharing my work and talking about it, and so working in isolation, which you have to do to get in that, you know, like really be, live the story and be inside the project, um, that can be challenging. You kind of shut yourself away a bit. But there are ways to get around that. You know, like I like to work in a coffee shop in Bath or um, like connect with people over Zoom who are also on their own but in different mm. places. Um, so there's that. And then secondly, actually, one thing that came up today is... Um, marketing my work which and I hate the word marketing so I try and (laughs) I'm changing it to sharing so if I think of it as sharing that's much better but there's something I feel yucky about when I'm trying to sell my stuff but that I have to get around the fact that of course this is you know of course people are going to enjoy it and I can't keep it from them so I find that very (laughs) challenging (laughs) it's like no you're not allowed to look at my books um Yes, being your biggest, your own advocate is is wonderful when you can do it and be relaxed and confident talking about your own work. Um, it's a challenge to get there. Yeah. yeah. Do you find um, it really hard to give your books away then? So when you're with it for so long, creating this thing and then going, it's now out into the world, has it become easier the, the, the more that you've published or... Is it still just as hard or is it just as easy? I mean, I love it when people buy them. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in terms of um, like knowing when it's done, that is yeah. a big challenge. And the book that I'm bringing out in a few weeks' time, I've been creating since January. So actually a relatively short timeline for a book. Um, and I had been sharing it with some different publishers and then wondering what to do with it. And... I'm thinking, do I edit it again and tweak it again or do I share it now? And I actually just decided, no, I want to do something new like we were saying before. So I am going to let it go and put it into the world and just know that it's good enough. It's that finish, not perfect thing. 
but it's I know it's enjoyable and there's that risk of working on something again and picking at it and making it fussing over it yeah. making it worse when do you get over that because I think it's really hard thinking that work is never finished how long does it actually take for you to walk away from a piece of work I think when it gets boring, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that is the, and I think I've only just learned that as well, when it stops being fun and you don't want, when I'm not excited to work on that project anymore, because sometimes you just got to put it in the magic drawer for a bit, you know, you put it, you've, done, you've worked on it for a couple of months, you put it in the magic drawer, you take it out again and you're like, ah, oh, this looks better than I was <laughs> when it went in the magic drawer. And then there's that going, going in and out the drawer a couple of times, I think maybe on like round four. It's like, this is, this has got to go. It's time to let this one go. Although on the flip side, I have a project that I've been working on for a year and I'm actually still happy to hold on to it because it's evolved so much and it's become a completely different story. And it's actually all about having fun. Um, so I'm having so much fun with it. So I'm keeping that one awesome, <laughs> for a bit. Awesome. Keep Not working on it. Yeah, yeah I, I've had a few days to keep them. I haven't engaged with them recently though. Um, I love how happy you are. I and I just <laughs> just finally before we kind of wrap up and, and talk about I really do you're just so uplifting as a person um where where do you find your happiness where does that come from um it's a choice it is fully my choice to be happy every day and it's something I've been working on for a while um because we aren't programmed for happiness as human beings you know we're programmed for survival um so yeah, I find my happiness in learning that I'm awesome and celebrating who I am and celebrating being human and celebrating my imperfections as well and knowing that I'm enough. Um, I find my happiness in my relationships as well and in being creative is a big one, mm. a really big one. I think as humans, we're really are creative beings. Um, uh, but yeah, it definitely takes takes work. And taking risks as well and doing things that make me feel uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, it's a ongoing process. But thanks for the kudos, you know, <laughs> keep going. Love it. <laughs> Just absolutely love that. I think uh, finally it would be really good to, um, what are those, so you, it's an ongoing process you said about finding that happiness and to being happy every, every day. Um, for people that are, say, struggling or they're an artist and they are by themselves doing what they love, but they're, they're, they're struggling. What are, have you got any sort of kind of activities, tasks? What are those things that you are doing, if you don't mind sharing, um, that would, would help somebody else? So as a creative person, I know you can get into that funk sometimes where you don't like your work and it's not good enough. And I think there's something around just like being able to make bad work and it doesn't matter mm. you know you have to everybody's got a certain amount of bad work to get out and so just just being a bit more light with everything you know just make something and if it's rubbish just make something else um and there's definitely something about connection as well I think um reaching out and connecting with different people there was and seeing your loneliness as a bit of an opportunity um yeah i think turning challenges into opportunities that sounds really cliche but um <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that you can like you say learn something if something's a challenge and um be proud of yourself if you mess up and you don't mind um yeah just 
like just being just being nice to yourself kind of it's a good way thank you for listening to the art show if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a star rating and review it really helps us grow the podcast and reach many more people also follow us on socials and join the best creative community that's out there for twitter it's the art show tweets for instagram it's art show gram and on facebook it's just simply the art show